welcome to your regularly scheduled test of the emergency detoxer system. For your entertainment, we will now be listening to Smooth Jazz for the next 18 years. Fascinating. Hello, everyone. I am here at the Tobodachi Brothers Anime Podcast with my fellow hosts, Mr. Cog. Hello, everyone. And the one and only hipster, Snack. You can call me Snack for short. And I am Ditaku. Tomodachi Brothers Anime Podcast was going to be a review show where we break down the plot, characters, themes, and various other points of shows chosen at random. Let's begin. So the question here is, what is the one? What is that one anime that got you really into liking anime? Cog, uh, what, what about you? I would say the first anime that really captured my attention was a show called Robotech. Um, I found out later that it was like a redub version of the show Super Dimension Fortress Macross. And it was like the first series in what is, what is now the Macross franchise. When I think back when I was a kid, don't exactly remember what age I was, but felt like a lot of the Western cartoon shows at the time were like really pandering to kids. There were really only a few shows that really grabbed me and kind of made me feel like, I don't know, they, they kind of respected my intelligence a little bit more. And that was essentially, it was Batman the Animated Series and when I found the show Robotech, because, well, I mean, first off, it had jets that could transform into robots. But on top of that, it like had a moving narrative, cool characters that developed relationships or, oh man, even get killed. And then I, I think it was that like adult content that really kind of grabbed me as a kid. After I got into that show, stuff like Gundam was a super easy sell. And I actually found out that some of my family members at the time were also really into anime. And they introduced me to Akira, Ghost in the Shell, Princess Mononoke, and some of the early Ghibli stuff. And I'll admit that kind of made me become a bit of a purist because I had this attitude like, oh, man, if you haven't seen these movies or you, you don't own a copy of them, then you can't call yourself a real anime fan. And yeah, I'd say probably at that point I was I was hooked. Awesome. Fascinating. So, Mr. Snack, what about yourself? When I was a little kid, I saw episodes of Speed Racer, but I didn't even know that was from Japan till years later. The actual show that really hooked me in was Ronin Warriors. I had a lot of friends who are anime fans already who are watching uh, Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon were the big two. But I was like, Ronin Warriors is the, the, the coolest show from Japan, obviously. I, I loved that they took the essential superhero team formula, added in elements of like the Samurai Code of Honor and all that good stuff. And it was just a really fun action series. And from there going forward, I was hooked. Awesome. As for myself, I know this isn't going to be original at all. But honestly, 
the first one I can remember that is mine was Kashern. And I didn't even know that it was Kashern. It was just that one cool show whereupon the one robot guy blew up a lot of bad robots and had a cool robot dog. It was years and years later that I discovered what it was, but it was Dragon Ball or actually Dragon Ball Z, the ocean dub that really got me into it. Yes, is it corny? Absolutely. Was it censored to all heck? Also, yes. <laughs> I mean, even as an eight-year-old when I watched it, I knew what they meant when they said, oh, we're being sent to another dimension. <laughs> I knew what it was. You were They were getting exploded. They were dying. But at the same time, the fact that they had the gut, kind of what you were talking about there, Cog, about the fact that they had the guts to actually kill the main character at the very beginning of the show, that blew my mind when I was eight. And even though it's very silly, I still like it a lot even now. So that's what it is. So moving on. What is your most beloved anime trope and what is your most loathed anime trope? Uh, let's, let's start off with Mr. Cog again. My most favorite anime trope, I guess I like a lot of the big over the top, courageous, larger than life heroes, uh, stuff like Gurren Lagann and Gao Geiger. I guess that would be super robots. I also like a lot of like hard science fiction and, and world building and things. And Gundam has a lot of that. So I guess the answer would be Mecha and Super Robots in that case. <laughs> uh, stuff I hate, I would say shows with like lots and lots of filler. Uh, I, I just. Well, that's kind of just a consequence of, you know, the ongoing anime. Yeah, see, that's. Probably one of the problems I have. Uh, I tend to enjoy more shows that feel, I guess, more tight and focused for some of these shows that just keep going on and on and on for like five, six, seven hundred plus episodes. I feel like most of them usually get really dull and hard, just hard for me to get through. Well, I recommend don't ever watching One Piece then because my goodness. That's one. Yeah, that, that would be one that. I have not gone through yet because I know it's like 70% filler. Yes, it, it kind of is. All right. So, Mr. Snack, what about yourself? What's your favorite trope and one you just cannot stand? My, my favorite is what's usually referred to as the shonen monologue, where all the chips are down. The hero stands up and explains, oh, this is why I'm here. My friends are here. And, and basically, it's the, the, the badass boast. You know, I've come this far. I'm not going to be stopped by the likes of you sort of thing. Always gives me a chill down my spine when I when I see a really well written one of those. That's definitely my favorite. As for least favorite, it's a little bit harder, I think. Well, I'll be honest. I, I think honestly, one of the most annoying, maybe not a trope, more of this maybe considered a genre thing. I'm not a fan of ninety percent of harem animes because they follow so closely to the old stock cliches nothing will ever adapt or change because someone will be mad that their wife who wasn't the one that the protagonist chose so the only option is no option whatsoever meaning that you just got done watching 26 episodes of literally nothing happening now i'd have to disagree with you on that one just because tenchi is a thing and I know you're going to disagree with me on that, but... Tenchi is a thing. 
not not a fan, but to each their own. It's quite all right. So for me, I am absolutely, I'm not even sure if there's really a name for it apart from maybe a calling out your attack. Just the entire conceit of having an identifiable name for your special move is something that I think is dis- distinctly Japanese. And it's something that I just cannot really get into Western comics for. Just the fact that, I mean, I know it's silly, I know it's dumb, but it's just, you know, the fact that Spider-Man just, oh, I shoot, they, they try to do this in video games. Oh, I, I shoot my web in a particular way. It's a spider bomb or whatever. Except that they, it's very, it's done very artificially. Whereas in anime, you know, you know, it's the Kamehameha, you know, it's the, the one for all, you know, it's, you know, the United States of smash and what have you, because they proceed to yell it at the top of their lungs and then proceed to do it. (laughs) As for the most loathed, I, I guess I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I just don't understand the entire Emoto little sister thing. As a man with three little sisters, I just cannot for the life of me understand why someone would be able to do that. It just breaks my immersion and I just don't understand. Anyways, so moving on, what do you look for in anime? What, what's that you know secret thing that gets you hooked? What about you, Mr. Cog? Things I definitely look for is stuff like animation style, whether I like it or not. Is it a focused show? Am I able to enjoy it from start to finish? Or is there a load of filler? Okay, let me retract some of what I said before. Yes, filler is a part of the production in anime, but when it comes to these shows where you can literally skip Tons of episodes. I mean, Naruto comes to mind because you can skip multiple seasons of that show and never miss a beat. And when you can do things like that, it absolutely makes me feel like the show's a total waste of time. Because, I mean, that stuff just always brings me back to when I was a kid and, you know, you'd get all hyped because, oh man, Dragon Ball Z is going to be on. And then you'd go watch it and Goku would spend the whole time doing push-ups or Vegeta be charging for 20 minutes and just how much of a complete bummer that would be to watch. I hate to break it to you, Cog, because that's the way it is in the manga too. He is 90% of the time Goku is doing push-ups. Well, right. But I mean, again, I'm bringing up Naruto. Like once Jiraiya leaves and is like, I'm going to go investigate the bad guys. You can literally skip, it's like 120, 130 some odd episodes in there, all the way to the last episode of the show, when he comes back, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm back. And (laughs) everything in there is just these void, circular fetch quests with just no substance whatsoever. But yes, uh, tons of filler in a show absolutely turns me off. It's part of why I do tend to stay away from some of these longer shows, like your ship in Bleach is this problem, One Piece. But I mean, back to what I look for, I really enjoy shows with fast, fluid animation, focused, well-written shows, cool characters. You know, I want to be able to enjoy the whole ride from start to finish without getting like exceptionally bored, stuff like that. Okay. Well, I think it's a little bit, not sure exactly what to say, a little bit unfair to compare Naruto, which is a T 
TV series that has to try and keep pace with the manga, which is honestly the main problem with Naruto was that it was trying to keep pace with itself. I, I know this is absolutely ridiculous. I'm defending Naruto all shows, but the problems endemic with Naruto are kind of endemic with a lot of shows. And that's unfortunately kind of the facts that matter in the industry. But yeah, and I mean, the West just got a big wake up call with it with the current ball drop with Game of Thrones and it sucked. Everybody knows it sucked. <laughs> and, it, you know, you can try and apologize for it all you want, but it was a waste of time. Unfortunately, it's that, oh, man, we've we've run out of material and now somebody else has to fill it in. Well, and then, you know, there's the drop in quality. And yeah, pacing can make or break a show. Though. It really does. That is true. Anyways. Let's uh, move on to Mr. Snack. What about you, yourself, sir? What do you look for in an anime? Generally, if there's even like one interesting character, I'll watch the entire show on behalf of, of the character that I like. And I'm not too picky about animation style because some things have surprised me. If you've ever seen it, the movie My Neighbor the Yamadas is deliberately drawn in this really simplistic style, but it tells such a fun story it doesn't tell much of a story at all, actually. It's just the characters were so much fun to see interacting that I got into it, even though the animation was really simple. And like I said, there wasn't much of a plot to begin with. Now, don't get me wrong. If a series is really stylish, that can add a lot of points. And that is part of the reason I became the uh, Mecha fan that I am today, just because so many of them go for that over-the-top, uh, flashy, everything-is-huge-and-shiny-awesome kind of motif. But like I said, if there's good characters, even a halfway decent passing semblance of a plot, I'll, I'll probably be game to see it through. And then like uh, Cog mentioned, pacing is really important, especially if the series is fairly short. Shout out to My Roommate is a Cat, which only ran 12 episodes, and I am super sad because I wanted it to go on. And it really is better to enjoy a series and wish for more than for a series to drag on forever and it to turn terrible. Looking at the Simpsons on that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, no, I completely agree. Actually, in terms of what I look for, I mean, I, I as much as you know, you want to give me flack about the fact that I decry uh, video game fanboys. <laughs> I honestly will, if a show is coming from particular studios particularly Gynax, when they actually were doing things, they're not really doing as much anymore, or Trigger, I, I'm interested. Or if it's a manga that I, I know, I mean, then I'll, I'll follow it. If it's not a show that I'm familiar with, it has to have good characters in order to grab me. And I mean, also on top of that, I am kind of a sucker for Shonen Battle series. That's just kind of my thing. Anyways, so the million-dollar question, gentlemen, what is your favorite anime? So, Mr. Cog, cards on the table, what is your favorite anime? You're going to make me pick one. Yes, sir. Gun to your head. I'm going <laughs> to gun to my head. I'm going to say one that you actually introduced me to, and I'm going to say Gurren Lagann. Uh, that, that, uh, Absolutely. Gu guilty as charged. On it, hits, it, hits, it hits all the right points for me. It's fantastic. I love the animation. I love the characters. It's got a great pacing to it. It's a full arcing story, coming of age story. The epic heroes, the awesome 
fast, fluid combat. It's funny. It's hits you on every level. It really is the anti-Evangelion, isn't it? It really is. All right. So gun to your head now, Mr. Snack, you are in the hot seat. What is your favorite anime? Ooh, ooh. Uh, as my review of Monster Rancher 4 is going to prove, I am not great at moments like these. <laughs> but if pressed, and you asked me like that one anime that I could watch over and over and over again, and, and I never get tired of it, I would probably say Log Horizon. For those who don't know, it's a shonen action series that reels you in with an isekai setting and a really brisk action-oriented intro, and you'll stay for the political and economic discussions that happen afterwards because the main character gets by not because he is too strong, but because he's actually really smart and able to work with what he has. Stuff. I would hesitate to call it an action series, really, though. I mean, it's a certain meme I saw once proves it's not so much action as it is more just uh, isekai politics, but that's just kind of me, you know, splitting hairs. Yeah, well, I mean, the intro kind of reels you in with action sequences to get you kind of used to how the world works. Yeah, that is true. As opposed to myself, I suppose I'm pointing the gun at me now. If we're including <laughs> the manga, I'd have to say Madaka Box. I know no surprise here to my fellow hosts. I sing this media franchise's praises every day. For those not in the know, it is written by the auteur Nisi Oisin, also who has done the Monogatari meta series, and is basically the closest thing I've seen to a show that actually not only homages but also kind of criticizes just shown in battle series in general and their their tropes, their characters, and just kind of the way that also the industry treats them both kind of through the series and also through the characters as well. So thank you very much for listening today. Join us next time where we take a look at season one of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. See you there and have a wonderful rest of your day. So great. I love it. Woohoo! I love them. Love them. Riveting.